0: Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 323. Inspiring journeys of today's most successful entrepreneurs, seven days a week. How's it going, Fire Nation? So what's LegalZoom.com? It's where you'll find award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country. Best part is, LegalZoom wants to help your business get started right. Don't forget to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. FIRE Nation, whether your business needs a logo, web, apparel, or mobile app design, 99designs has you covered. Visit 99designs.com slash FIRE to be connected with thousands of designers who are ready to work on your next project right now. That's 99designs.com slash FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Bill Schley. Bill, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am ignited.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bill is the author of New York Times bestseller The Unstoppables, tapping your entrepreneurial power. He is also the author of award winning books on branding and is a lifelong entrepreneur. He is the co-founder of Brand Team 6, which is known for creating the dominant selling idea at many of the world's great companies. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Bill, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business.
1: Well, okay. That's great, and it's great to be here. Um, I live in Connecticut. Um, I guess I, 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 I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. I think... Um, I just think uh, looking back over my life, it's it never occurred to me when I was a teenager or a pre-teenager to go out and get a job working for someone. I always, you know, it only occurred to me to take whatever skills I had and turn them into a business. So right. I learned to scuba dive when I was 12. And the next thing I had, a, I, I had a little business collecting things that people dropped over the side in the harbor. <laughs> and when I and then I learned to sail, I've you know, a lot of sailing metaphors. I, I opened a sailing school. I think I've always Done that kind of thing, um, but uh, my my career I, I took me through various iterations. I was a I became a madman. If you you if any of the uh, the Fire Nation watches that show on TV, I oh, was a mad- Don
0: Draper. Yeah.
1: I was a madman. Let me tell you about Don Draper and those guys. They they did drink and they did smoke and they all died of that stuff. But boy, did they know how to sell! Wow, they knew how to put together something the unique selling proposition and how to put a selling idea in every message. And I did learn that from those guys back in the eighties. Um, but one of the things that you're always looking for the essence when you do that you're always looking for the one idea that is the most powerful idea that can get that that can you know basically fire up people to be interested in a brand and and that journey to always trying to find the essence, always trying to find the simple idea at the heart of the matter, actually took us all the way forward so that when we started to write about entrepreneurship, um, I found out that that was key to us you know, you know, finding what the essence of entrepreneurship was as well. I've been a branding consultant for, for about the last 12 years. Uh, I met Graham Weston, who's the, who started Rackspace from scratch in 1998. Wow. He It's now a multi-billion dollar company listed on the New York Stock Exchange with 200,000 customers around the world. And um, I, I went to work. Uh, Graham had read one of my books. We did some branding work at Rackspace. And then we got to be friends and started talking about entrepreneurship, sitting around talking about how important entrepreneurship is. And that's what led to this book.
0: That's what it's all about, Bill. Sitting around, talking with great entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship. Nothing I like better in the world personally. And we're going to dive more into your journey and more into this book later on in the interview. But at the top of Entrepreneur on Fire, we love to start with a success quote. Why? It gets that motivational ball rolling, Bill. And I know you have a great quote for us being an author. So take it away
1: daring pays dividends. And every time I, I decide I'm not going to dare, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to take the extra effort, I, I say no, I remind myself of that one and I do it. And it's amazing how many times it pays off. So that's my quote for today, that daring pays dividends.
0: Well, Bill, I love that quote, but you're going to learn pretty quickly here at Entrepreneur on Fire. One thing that I'm going to hold your feet to the coals for, tell mm-hmm. us a story. When have you actually dared? And when did it pay dividends?
1: I dare to do different things that may not have been entrepreneurial. I dared to become a skydiver at one point in my life because I was so frustrated. I couldn't hit a golf ball straight. So I decided I dared to do something that, I, that every time I could I'd jump out of an airplane, I knew I would go straight down. So I dared to do that. <laughs> I learned a lot about that. But um, this book was, this whole book was, I think, a process of doing that. You know, we had a little an idea in the beginning. It wasn't about a book. It was about a problem we wanted to solve. Um, we got farther and farther into it. We found out that the real, the truth was some, was going to take us to a place that we never expected. And that required me. Um, I thought I would, it would take about six months, Uh, about 18 months later. Um, I realized that I was, I was really, really all in. We were writing about being all into something that, that how important it was to be all in, if you're going to succeed in it, especially in, in an entrepreneurial venture. And I was so all in, I think more than I'd ever been because I was completely committed to this thing. And the frightening thing when you write a book is that you spend that much time, but you you're, you're, you're forging new territory. You're, you're in uncertain waters, uncharted waters, and you really don't know, you know, you don't, you hope it's good. You hope it's something that someone likes or wants to read. You hope, but sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, and I know every entrepreneur will stop this and say, "What? Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this thing is is going to be a bust. Maybe we got it all wrong." And eighteen months, twenty four months is going to be, and and I would, and, and Graham Weston was depending on me to uh, to help him solve that problem. So that was we ended up we were daring a lot because of where this was taking us. And we decided that we were going to tell the truth about what we found and not just write a typical business book, that this was going to be different. And that's really what's – and I want to tell you that because – and a lot of our Navy SEAL friends, because we got a lot of friends in the Navy SEALs and the Israeli Maglan, they, they helped us. They helped me have the courage to keep going and tell the truth about what we were finding.
0: Well, Bill, that resonates with me quite strongly and it really strikes a chord because can I share with you right now when you said about that waking up in the middle of the night, one of my clearest memories right when the idea had formed for Entrepreneur on Fire to do that seven day a week show that nobody was doing, interviewing, inspiring and successful entrepreneurs, I woke up in the middle of the night sweating and saying, that is such a scary idea. That's terrifying. It's never going to work. And you know what? In those early a.m. hours, I convinced myself that it wasn't. And I went back to sleep with a smile on my face knowing that I had just dodged a bullet. But guess what? I woke up, knew that I had lost it a little bit in that freak out moment at night, got my mindset focused and drove forward with the idea. So Fire Nation, everybody has those moments at night where we doubt ourselves, where we're fearful. And if we don't dare Greatly, if we don't dare to really push the envelope, then great things are just not going to happen. So I've had that moment. Bill's had that moment. Graham's had that moment. Every entrepreneur has had that terrifying moment, but we're able to put it behind us. So Bill, what I want to do now is move into your journey as an entrepreneur. You've had some ups. You've had some downs. You've had your highs. You've had your lows. Share with us one of those lows, one of those failure moments when you just fell flat in your face and you faced a massive challenge a massive obstacle to overcome how'd you overcome that
1: you know i had I had uh, been an advertising uh, copywriter um, and learned a lot a lot about the fundamentals of advertising and branding and um, and naturally being me uh, after three or four years of doing that I said I'm going to go out and, and do my own business so I started um I I went out and I started a business doing uh, uh you know two two minute commercials like Ginsu knives.
0: What was the name of that business, Bill?
1: IPX actually.
0: IPX. So take us on that journey with you. We want to hear the story.
1: I did all the right things except we didn't have enough money to um to to eventually succeed. But what I did was the first thing I I found the. Uh, person who had written the famous Ginsu knife commercial, which was a lot of people may remember, is the greatest two minute commercial, uh, you know, s- uh, the highest selling commercial ever on those, you know, those late night television yeah. commercials. Those commercials, people make a lot of fun of those commercials, but you think about how how incredible they are because this is an advertisement that you have to see on TV. You have to be motivated to get up out of your chair at at midnight or one a.m. Walk over to the telephone and basically pick up the phone and buy a product sight unseen based on a two-minute television commercial, and that's that's quite a selling, um, and it's quite an undertaking. And these people are brilliant at what they do. I found the guy that actually did Ginsu knives, and uh, we became partners, uh, and uh, we put together uh, we put put together a series of four commercials, and the first commercials were were fantastic, but the first three didn't sell at all. And goes to show that you you never really know anything. You the market has to tell you really what's going to happen. We did every single thing right. The scripts were great. I had the Ginsu knife guy guy writing these commercials, saying the products were great, but they didn't sell. To this day, don't know. The fourth product sold. It was great. The problem was the manufacturer said he could make five thousand a week, could only make five a week. And that was, the end of our whole, wow. that was the end of our business. But it's a long story. I, I decided after over a few years, I went into the real estate business. And that took me up to a point where I, I end up, well, got up with a partner owning a lot of lakefront and oceanfront property up in Maine. And I was selling land uh, up in Maine and was up there walking through the woods after many, many years of doing this and realized there's one day when I realized, you know, this business doesn't need me. It doesn't need Bill Schley to be up here in the woods cutting trees and doing surveying doing this kind of thing. And it was a hard business by the way. Um but I what I realized that what I what I loved was writing the advertisements and doing the branding for the business. And I knew about and I I just had an epiphany that I needed to go back to what I was what what I was about which was this, this the branding and the advertising and marketing sort of soul that i had and I, I said you know that's that's the business that needs me <laughs> and but that was a big moment because we had to fold up and sell all that property and basically we went out of business but i mean that was a big that was a big big change and it was a big um, i would it wasn't a i can't say it was a success it was a it was just a moment when i had to stop and reboot everything and that's i was that was a few years ago
0: well, Bill, before we get into all those good things, I want to kind of identify right now where we've come thus far, and a couple things I want to pull out. First, what was one of those first three products that failed? Just pull out one.
1: The first product we had was called Bobby Hines Lifeline Gym, and it was a uh, it was a series of it was kind of a rubber uh, like like surgical rubber tubes and handles and this bar, and you basically could recreate every every exercise. That you could, in, in, a, in a whole gym, you know, in a whole $100,000 gym, you could recreate this with this one product that called, cost 19 cost nineteen
0: We've all seen it. So that failed. So, Bill, what was the product that worked?
1: A product called Dishwasher by Vortex. And that was a, that was a, a little spinning brush that you attached to your kitchen sink faucet. And it turned any kitchen sink into this incredible dishwasher, dishwasher by Vortex. And, uh, we had a commercial, we had a commercial where some, some woman opened up going, I hate doing the dishes. You know, it goes, then stop introducing dishwasher by Vortex. And it would, this is the way these things went on. Anyway, um, people bought it.
0: Bill, I can totally see why people bought that because we just moved from Maine to San Diego and we had a great dishwasher back in Maine, but we do not have one out here in San Diego because we sacrificed a few amenities for location. And she would love that product. I can definitely see her being like, I want to have that product. So I may have to go into the archives and check that guy out. And another thing that I really loved that you brought up, Bill, was that little aha moment that you had in the woods of Maine where you said, you know what? I don't need to be hands-on in this business. I'm more of the branding guy. And that was an aha moment that you had. So what I would like you to do now is share with us how you took that aha moment, Bill, and how did you turn it into success?
1: The first thing I did was I got back into um, and, and, st- and partnered with someone that I know in the business and, and got into, um, became a, a brand person in a startup, sort of branding and marketing person in a startup. Um, this is back in the late 90s. Um, and started back on that path. And I was working for someone, but it was a, but it was an entrepreneurial venture. And I started getting, getting back into the game, doing the kind of things I like again, which was the st- strategic and creative part of, of, of coming up with the ideas that make people want to buy something and that create a brand. But, um, and, and I did that when I, and that led to another, um, I ended starting another business, this time with my brother. Who, um, was a very successful, uh, technology entrepreneur. And again, I was one of five founders. I was the, the chief of branding, marketing and sales, um, in that business. And that went for, for several years, but we had a chance to apply the great brand principles that I had learned in on Madison Avenue for how great brands had been created, you know, coming up with a dominant selling idea and coming up with a tagline that was, you know, irresistible and, you know, you, that, that, um, you know, everybody wanted to repeat. We applied these principles and we had this amazing success, um, with this new product that we had and eventually sold to a much bigger company. And during, and so th- during all, through all those years, as I, I learned and developed and started to see what was possible, um, I told myself that if we ever sold that company called Home Financial Network, that I was going to start doing this kind of branding for other companies. That that's, that's, that's the world that needed me. You know, when I was up in Maine, it wasn't just that I, I don't need this. I was saying the world of, of, of land and, and surveying and, and real estate in Maine doesn't need me. The world that needs me because I have something that I can contribute and I can have something I can give and want to say in this area of marketing and branding. That's the world that needed me. And And so at the end of uh, after Hope Financial Network, I we started we opened our own firm and we started to get clients. And the next thing that you do when you have your own firm and you need clients, you need to be an, an authority. So I wrote a book. Um, and wrote another book and this is, it takes time. Oh, but, but I, but the key is I focused and I stayed in this area so that I started to develop a kind of an expert intuition, you know, an expertise because I did it so much. And, um, so that led to success, but nothing overnight, John, you know, it's just, it's a matter of getting in the right direction and keep, and as we say, keep swinging and we had our ups and downs, but we kept swinging and we eventually, um, succeeded,
0: And that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about, Bill. It's about the entrepreneurial journey. And you're sharing with us your journey right now, how you failed, how you overcame those failures, how you face challenges and obstacles and learn from those aha moments you've had, and then how you turned your past failures and challenges into learning points and turning that aha moment into success. You use the skills that you gain from Madison Avenue, from the woods in Maine, from all these different areas, and you utilize those skills to turn your next venture into success over time as you learn that it takes experience. So Bill, boil it down for us. What is one clear lesson that you've learned thus far from that experience?
1: What I've learned is that the most critical thing you can do is to get in motion, to get started and get in motion. And the difference between really successful entrepreneurs and everybody else is that everybody talks, everybody dreams, everybody's got an idea. But the only difference is that entrepreneurs are the guys that literally put one foot in front of the other and start to get in motion as as they go. They learn as they go. They adapt as they go. They have failures, they fall down. They start to understand that failure is learning it is absolutely learning there's there that's not a cliche they keep going and 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 as they keep moving forward they start to doors open up and and opportunities and vistas start to appear to them over the next hill around the next corner that they couldn't ever have seen if they stayed behind the rock or behind the tree or wherever they were hiding in their comfort zone and that's what's happened to me i mean it's kind of you know I want to say one other thing it's a great example in my life so I I set out to write a marketing book as a uh, as a consultant Um, but it was very, very hard to write a marketing book and say something original. And I had a lot of friends in the business that if I wrote some gimmicky, you know, silly, dumb marketing book, they were going to, I was going to hear from those people. I was, you know, they were going to come after me and and take me to task. So I was procrastinating, procrastinating, research, 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 never getting started, never getting started. And one day I saw, um, an article on a Newsweek magazine about a, a, a way to exercise one for 20 minutes once a week and be in the best shape of your life. Called super slow, so I said, "Hey, that's an I can write that book. That'd be easy." So I actually wrote before I wrote the first marketing book. I wrote an entirely other book. I wrote a book called uh, The Power of Ten, which was published by Harper Collins and was a bestseller. And then and 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 that was completely by procrastinating and not doing that marketing book. But instead of being a failure what happened in that process was that I learned how to write a book. My, my, my marketing books never would have been anywhere close to as good as they were if I hadn't sort of pivoted, gone in that one direction and wrote, a, ended up writing a different book. Um, from then, from then I, then I started writing the marketing books after that. But, you know, it was a, I don't know what you call it a failure, but it was clearly a big, big pivot. And, um, you know, it's a fork in the road that But I kept going through that and I ended up bearing a lot of uh, great value.
0: Very powerful stuff, Bill. And that's one thing that Fire Nation is so well aware of that dreams become goals when you write them down and goals become reality when you start taking action. So just great life lessons that you're sharing with us. And I want to bring these life lessons up to the present time. I want to talk about The Unstoppables. Share with Fire Nation this most recent work of yours and why you were inspired to write it.
1: Graham and I were sitting there after the Great Recession saying, Look at this, I mean the great American job engine seems to be broken. I mean, we are the we are the original startup nation here and and um the jobs were all going away, and we were seeing the, the traditional great jobs, the kind of jobs that, you know, if you, you, you did everything you were supposed to do in school, you got all A's, you followed, you know, what your, your P's and Q's, you got out of college, and then you were supposed to be handed a really nice job, and it, it used to work that way, and it wasn't working that way anymore. And we started saying, you know, people are going to have to become job creators, not just, not just expect to be job seekers, and and America's gonna have to like re, re, re sort of rekindle its spirit as that entrepreneur nation, but um because those those jobs aren't coming back. So we were saying, you know, we need not just more entrepreneurs, we need millions more entrepreneurs. Because entrepreneurs are gonna make the future. They are gonna make the jobs, they're gonna make the markets, they're gonna make the products. They're the key. if we're going to succeed and stay, become a lead, stay as a leading nation in this world we're going to have the entrepreneurs are going to do it. So now the question was, okay, how do we get millions more entrepreneurs? And we start to ask this question. So the first thing you do is you go and you go to the usual suspects. So we, we read the books, and the problem was that all the books, all, all these professors writing these books, they all disagreed. They were all writing, but they were, but they were disagreeing left and right. they're kind of canceling each other out. And then, um, and then we interviewed some people, and this is, the, this is my favorite one. It's actually on page four of the book. I, it just says, this is the way uh, a lot of the academics would talk about entrepreneurship. They'd say, entrepreneurship is an approach to management defined as the pursuit of opportunity without regard to resources currently controlled and the motivation to pursue those opportunities to achieve a desired future state. You lost me at hello. Yeah, lost me and hello, lost us said hello. We said, how's some some lady with three kids who just lost her job to somebody in India? What is she going to do with something like that? So we said, you know, the essence has got to be something else. And along the way, two things happened. We read a book called Startup Nation, which was about the Israeli startup miracle. 20 years ago, Israeli had no startup uh, community. Now they're second in the world to the United States. Something happened in the last 20 years. It showed us, you know, you could do something proactive to create entrepreneurs and startups and entrepreneurship. So we decided we got to find out what they learned. And the other thing is I read a book uh, about the Navy SEALs and I read about the emotional ability, the emotional ability to get started and keep going and not quit under the most uncertain, difficult um, and, and high risk circumstances in the world and yet still to perform and still to, you know, get the job done no matter what. So we did two things. We went to Israel and, um, we, so we realized we were now on a journey, John, we were really on a journey. We were, we went to Europe, we went to Israel and we, we went out and spent a lot of time with Navy SEALs and we started to find out something incredible, which was that the essence of entrepreneurship was, was something emotional. It was about the emotional mechanics, not the technical mechanics, not the finance mechanics, not the business or the accounting mechanics. But when we would get to the the, the greatest practitioners in the world performing under the greatest stress in the most difficult life and death kinds of environments. And these guys weren't talking to us about the mechanics, they were talking to us about emotions. These guys were saying, man, you, we, the difference is that we have a different relationship with fear. And they kept telling us about fear. And it was, it was fascinating to hear the Navy SEALs who were supposed to be fearless talking about how that's, that's the opposite. That's not how it works. We have a, we have to deal with fear because fear is always going to be there. But we'll, if we, if we understand it and accept it, we steer the fear. We turn that fear into power. And they tell, they started to say to us, if we, if I have somebody on the teams who is, who is, who is fearless, who is, you know, going to go out and take all these rest, reckless chances, we'll kick, kick them off the teams because they'll get us killed. So we start hearing about fear. And the other amazing thing, John, is these guys, and I'm talking about Navy SEALs now, talk to us about love. They said, they said, you know, you get going because you overcome your fear. You deal with your fear. You don't you don't eliminate fear, but you learn to handle your fear and understand it. But you succeed, but with love, and that means to create a team that loves a mission, that loves the other members of the team, that will do anything, anything for each other to succeed that mission. And we found out that that's what Graham's company had done. They they that company ran on that. So. The point was that these guys were talking about these emotional differences that just blew us away. So now we had a big problem, John. Okay? This was a problem.
0: Bill, I can definitely see this as a problem, and I can so see your passion about this problem. We are about to move into the next section, which is the last section of the interview. So take 60 seconds right now and really sum up for Fire Nation, your call to action for this book.
1: Our call to action for this book is to understand that everything you know we found is, is wrong. I know that's a glib thing to say, but that you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a visionary. You don't have to be a have special education. And most of the successful entrepreneurs didn't start out with money and they certainly weren't big risk takers. What they were able to do is have find the emotional ability to step up and start to walk take us one step after another in the direction of their dream and knowing they were going to fall, they were going to, they were going to fall, they were going to get up. Sometimes they were going to have to go in a different direction, but they had the emotional ability to say, I'm going to have fear. I'm going to have risk, but, I, but, but fear, you're going along for the ride, man. You're going to go on the adventure with me because we're going in this direction and keep on swinging. And once they, and, and once they understand that and get going, get in motion, that's the key to being a successful entrepreneur. The, the entrepreneurs simply keep swinging. Then the ones that build big companies, they build them because they create a team of people that love an inspiring mission. They love an really inspiring mission, and frankly, they love, they love the people that are on that mission with them. You put those two things together, and you have an unstoppable combination.
0: Well, Bill, you say the word love quite often, and I want to say one thing that I love is your passion. You literally would not stop talking about this subject if I didn't cut in, and that is amazing. That shows that you're the right person to write this book, that you're the right person to speak on this topic, because your passion is so there. It's so Out there, and I love it on every single level. I'm so happy to be having you on and sharing this mindset and this book with Fire Nation. But this is a perfect segue, Bill. To thank our sponsor, LegalZoom. Fire Nation, business is changing, and with patents and trademarks around every corner, having peace of mind that you're protected is a big deal. If you think securing legal protection is only necessary after you get called out, Then think again. If you're ready to start your business, then it's time to secure some legal protection now. And LegalZoom can help businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Best part is LegalZoom offers affordable legal protection you can trust. When you join LegalZoom, you're joining dozens of companies from the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom too. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. If you're a parent or entrepreneur, don't wait any longer. Call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Now let's chat 99designs. Why are you looking in that corner for that graphic designer, silly? I already told you, I know just where you can go to connect with over 210,000 designers, 99designs.com slash fire. At 99designs, you'll start out with a complimentary design consultation with their San Francisco design team. Then you'll be in direct contact with the designers who are working on your project so you can give them your feedback and they'll refine their designs until you're satisfied. 100% money-back guarantee. And check this out. They've had over 100,000 design products pass through their doors. Their team specializes in everything from logos to apparel designs, even mobile app designs. To start your next design project today, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. And Bill, we've now reached my favorite part of the show which is the lightning rounds, And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: The fear of what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if I run out of money? What if I can't do this? What if it's not possible for me? So it was those kinds of things that 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 would have held me back, or that did help me back at from at times, and and uh, maybe kept me from doing some other things in life that that I would have liked to try that I didn't. I look back, and it was the fear that kept me from doing them.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: That the most powerful way to communicate anything is to tell a story. And then you can, um, and I learned that from my boss at Ted Bates many years ago. He said, you can, you can tell a man, um, for, spend two hours telling someone everything, every feature and benefit about your product, spend two hours, and ten minutes later, he'll forget 90% what you tell him. But tell a person a story, and 20 years later, they'll come back and repeat it word for word. That story is literally the way that you communicate. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to be able to communicate your ideas, your passion, and the difference about why why the market needs what you have to offer, what you can do that nobody else does.
0: Once upon a time, that's an amazing way to start a speech, to start a story, to start whatever it is, because people... Their ears prick up, they tune in, and that's why I set up Entrepreneur on Fire the way that I did, because I wanted to tell a story. And in this case, Bill, it was your story, your journey. So let me ask you this. What's one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams?
1: I think the most powerful magic words on this planet Are Those words, it's possible for me. When the moment that someone that you or anyone else realizes that it's possible for me, whether it's to follow a dream, whether it's to be an entrepreneur, if you consider that, that it's possible for you, and I'm here to tell you that it is possible for everyone to be more entrepreneurial if they understand these things. Then that that's that's the beginning of a whole life changing experience. And every single entrepreneur that ever got started said, "I'm scared. I'm afraid. This might not work, but it's possible." And damn, I'm going to go for it.
0: Bill, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with? That you can share with our listeners.
1: We are on WordPress, and we're building we're we're building our uh, our website and hopefully a whole content portal about entrepreneurship um, on that WordPress site. And right now, it's called Unstoppables. Dot .com but it's going to be a whole um, and we're also tweeting from there and and working on a whole series of a whole video series on this because what what thing one of the things we didn't get to talk about was we discovered the essence was its emotional essence we discovered that the mechanism was what we call accelerated proficiency and that you can learn anything uh in about 2 weeks or less if you just take the essence and have, and, and and learn a few very big very important rules um, and so the second half of the book is all about very practical, very specific rules that you can keep in mind so that you can go forward and do these things.
0: Powerful. And Fire Nation Bill knows that they can find the links to WordPress and your website and everything else that we've mentioned in this episode by going to eofire.com slash Bill Schley. Bill, if you could recommend one book for our listeners besides The Unstoppables, which we will be linking, what would that one book be?
1: I think that the best book that's ever been written on self-help, and I would say this all the time, is the uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." <laughs> it's still it's a it's a, about a fifty-year-old book, John. I know. I bet you've read it.
0: Dale Carnegie. He's a good man.
1: I don't know any entrepreneur who hasn't read that book. <laughs> it, that that book just just takes them all.
0: In Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book or any book that you want for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Bill, I have just truly enjoyed hearing your story today. You talk about the power of stories. You weave some amazing stories. And man, I wish I had more than 35 minutes to talk (laughs) to you because we could fill up an entire day with just talking about your thoughts, your passions, the entrepreneurial world in general. But I want you to do this. Share with Fire Nation the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Our website is uh, Unstoppables.com, with an S, Unstoppables.com. You can read more about the, the book and me and Graham, and we're putting content on that all the time. Um, uh, you can reach me at, at Bill Schley, uh, B-I-L-L-S-C-H-L-E-Y, and um, uh, and you can certainly find the book where, wherever great books are sold. Um so, uh, that's, that's where to find us. And, um, you know, we're, we're just, we're thrilled We're you know, people, this book is resonating now around the country. We it made the bestseller list and it's amazing that it's resonating and people, people really say, thank God someone's finally talked about this emotional magic that really is at the heart of all this stuff. And thank you very much. So I, uh, you know, we hope, we hope you'll get a chance to look at the book.
0: Bill, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Fire Nation, you're not alone. When you join our mastermind community, Fire Nation Elite, you'll be joining a tribe of like minded people who are here to help you feel confident about your business, help you find the right track, and help you grow your business, launch your new products or services, and become the entrepreneur you've always wanted to be. 100% support, 100% of the time visit firenationelite.com to fill out your application and schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.